Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is Sportridge. I am Renzi. We're throwing it down. It's the Freak Show. And uh, we're stacked, man. We've had a full house here this evening. And I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I love what I do. Uh, but holy crap, this is a fast show tonight. Like, yeah, we've just been cruising along. And you figure, oh, there's no football. And, oh, what are you going to do? There's no football. Well, you know what? If you're a crap-ass talk show host that just, you know, clings to football. And, um, you know, now, now is where, you know, you make your money. Especially as the you know we get into the dog days, the Westminster Kindle uh, dog show days, literally and figuratively. I love this time of the year though. Uh, it's a great weekend that we have. We got there's something for everybody. There is literally something for everybody this weekend, All right? Except NFL football, uh, you know, except football. But you like basketball? We got great college basketball games tomorrow. Oklahoma and West Virginia is a great game. I like the West Virginia Mountaineers. Loyola, Chicago, and Drake, man. Drake are 19 and 1, and they're getting four and a half points on their home court against Sister Jean. I'm a religious man. I love you, Sister Jean. Uh, but I'm taking the Drake. I'm taking the Drake uh, plus the points. So we got great college basketball tomorrow. Uh, like I said, we got great games all day long. Uh, college basketball, big time of matchups. NBA basketball. Uh, we've got the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors tomorrow night on TV. The Utah Jazz are the hottest team in sports right now. Uh, they rolled uh, they, they rolled it uh, again this evening. They get it done tonight against uh, Milwaukee. They're now 16-2 against the spread in their last 18 games, 17-1 straight up. They play the Miami Heat tomorrow night. There's a UFC card tomorrow night. Bobby Green's not part of it, but there is a UFC card uh, tomorrow night. Uh, we've got Pebble Beach Golf. And, uh, hell, we got NASCAR. Give me Denny Hamlin as well. I'm going to start firing off all these picks at you, rapid fire. But I like Denny Hamlin. Nobody's ever um, won three consecutive Daytona 500 races before, ever. All right? There's been 62 of them. This is the 63rd Daytona 500. Nobody has ever won three of them in a row before. Denny Hamlin has this chance to embrace history. And I think he gets it done. I think he's going to get it done. He's dominant. He's dumb. It's plus 800. 8 to 1. FanDuel. Late night anger management class. We'll get Matias's UFC picks. And more picks, picks, picks. Bring it. We are the first 24-hour network giving you the most extensive fantasy sports and odds coverage of all major sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And get on the grid, sportsgrid.com. As you continue listening to Sports Grid, ask yourself and be honest. Am I listening enough? Probably not. 16 hours. 
hours a day. That's all we ask. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Oh, yeah, it's all set. They got the bug boy on. The bug boy. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're going to break his maiden. Really? But it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? You say you will, but you won't. You think you win, but you won't. Late night anger management class. This is Mortridge. I am Gable Morency. Uh, it is, you know, listen, we're on for three hours, so I don't want to hold it against the people. Um, if you're not here for the whole show, you suck, and you should be, but it's all right. It's all right. Uh, but, yeah, if you missed this, and, I, you know, a lot of people don't know this, actually, and it kind of, you know, they're like, what are you talking about? Really? What? What? So, yeah, March Madness, we're a month away, and it's there's no basketball on Thursday. There will be no games on Thursday. They have their play-ins in Dayton on Tuesday. But so there's no, the tournament now starts on Friday. So that whole, you know, the beautiful thing about March Madness is, oh my God, Thursday and Friday. Well, it doesn't exist anymore. It's now Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, as opposed to Thursday, Friday. And and, and, and in all seriousness, now listen, right now it's a pandemic and I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do next year in the future and stuff when there's actually fans back eventually and things are normal. But think about it like if you're like a hotel in Las Vegas. It's one of the biggest weekends of the year, uh, biggest weeks of the year. And as somebody that always used to, I lived in Vegas, but, you know, even when I didn't live in Vegas, it used to be our thing. Right. No matter what we would set up, we would bring the show on the road. It was like, yeah, we're going to March Madness. And, you know, that's it's just it is what it is. Right. And we were last year. We were on our way to Atlantic City last year. We're going to do Atlantic City. Um, So, you know, it's always a big thing. And the hotels, they live off this stuff. So if the tournament starts on Thursday, you usually get there Wednesday. Right. You normally get in on Wednesday night. And, you know, what I mean, you, 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 know, you get your bets and you start, you know, whatever you're rolling in late on Wednesday night. You're there for Thursday for the games, but you're paying for a hotel on Wednesday. You're paying for a hotel on Thursday. So, you know, the NCAA didn't do Vegas any favors or Atlantic City any favors, because now now people are like, well, the tournament's on Friday only. So I'll get there on Friday and no one's going to stay until Monday. People have to, and it's another thing for workers. Like, it was sort of accepted that, well, listen, Thursday and Friday, it's the tournament. It is what it is. Now it's going to be that Friday that no one's going to go to work. But on that Monday, you can't blow off Monday and Friday. So people are going to blow off Monday. They're going to be all pissed off on, on, they're going to blow off uh, Friday at work to watch the games and get into the tournament. And then on Monday, they're going to be all pissed off because it's going to be into the second round. (laughs) It's going to be, because you play basketball on Monday afternoon. Right. So, yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. Listen, as a gambler and as somebody that, you know, I don't I don't own a clock. I don't have a clock like I have zero clocks in my house. And I'm dead serious when I say this, the the um, the uh, the clock on my stove is off by like two and a half hours or something. And I've never fixed it. I've learned to like live with it. Um, and I don't know. I guess I could try to fix it. I just don't care. And, and my microwave's clock just flashes. So like, I've got no clocks. I don't need a clock. I got no clocks. I don't care what day it is. Look at our show. It's the same every day. Amazing. 
We're, you know what I mean? Doesn't matter what day of the week it is, what time of the day it is, we're ready to rage. All right, we're ready to roll. I don't need a clock to do that. So me personally, I don't care. I like it. It'll be like, all right, there'll be big college basketball games on Monday. Except it's just going to be kind of weird. <laughs> like, see, NCAA tournament with people going to be all drunk and all wasted on Monday afternoon. Screw you, I'm watching the tournament. You can get away with that on Thursday and Friday. You can't pull that off on a Monday. All right, so uh, let's, get to, uh, let's get to the UFC here. Um, uh, you know, tough. It's, you know, Matthias, it's not the best betting card here. There's not, like, too many fights, for me at least, where I'm like, you know, I'm like, I, I, it's a fun card to, to watch, but it's not. there's not many fights where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm putting 300 bucks, I'm putting 500 bucks on this guy, or I'm putting, I'm putting this guy in every parlay. I do like Usman to win the fight. I don't know if it goes the distance, and, you know what I mean, it's a high total. I do think he wins, so there's parlay material there. Then I'm taking all the chicks with the M. M, M, and M, Matthias. So I'm taking Macy Barber at uh, plus 108. I'm taking um, Miranda Maverick. Miranda Maverick. What's her price right now? FanDuel has the cards all split up, like prelims. Yeah, minus 150 right now. Yeah, minus 146. Miranda Maverick. So I'm going to take Miranda Maverick to win the fight. I'm taking uh, the Macy Barber to win the fight. And uh, we're going to take, uh, oh, yeah, Mallory Martin. Mallory Martin at uh, minus 162. And you know what, guys? For a parlay, it's not that bad, actually. Bahal Muhammad and uh, and Usman. It's not that bad. It's like 140 or something like that. It is 148 right now. It's gone up a little bit. So uh, there's, there's, uh, there's what I'm looking at. What are you betting on tomorrow night? Oh, and oh, yeah, where the hell is... Um, we can't forget about coconut bombs and the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's that's it, man. This you know, Marquez hasn't fought in a little while, but I am leaning Marquez. Who you got tomorrow? I like Miranda Maverick. I like Gabe Green over Philip Rowe. I like Andre Ewell over Chris Gutierrez. I like a lot of the fights in the prelims, but if there's anything I don't like, I don't like Mallory Martin. That fight to me is really a toss-up. Paul Eliana Viana, if she gets this fight to the ground. She's really strong down there. Her jiu-jitsu game is much superior than Mallory Martin. I know. And Mallory Martin is a polish. She's not a polish fighter by any means. She brings the pressure. It almost looks like she's getting in a bar fight half the time. You know, she was lucky to win her last fight, let alone. But I'm afraid of that fight. Poliana Viana has beat some guy's ass in Brazil because he tried to rob her. The guy didn't know that she was a UFC fighter. So she took advantage of the guy and beat him up and held him down for the cops. You know, uh, Mallory Martin, she's going to be in for a fight against Pollyanna Viana, who won her last fight, and I think she's going to keep, you know, keep taking those Ws. Uh, Diego Lima's a dangerous fighter. I love Bilal Muhammad, though. His boxing is great. He's looking great every single fight. But Diego Lima is a dangerous fighter at plus 370. Let's not forget that he trains with the Bellator champion, his brother, the Phenom Lima. So he has the training partners to get this done. I love Rodolfo Vieira at minus 400. I expect yeah, he's not as good as his brother. He's, he's not, not as good, good as, as his brother. brother. <laughs> Definitely not. But you know what? He did make it to the finals of the Ultimate Fighter when he was in the fight house. So that has to show for something as well, man. He's not a, you know, he's not just like a flopper. I think his the line is a little crooked there for Bilal Mohammed. You know, and I do like the Cuban Missile Crisis. You know, my boy Maki Patolo, it's do or die for him. He switched camps to Las Vegas to Extreme Couture. So he left Hawaii just for this fight. He needs to win to stay in. I don't know if his manager chose the right fight, though, because the missile crisis 
has some big has some big bombs and he likes to bring the pressure. Maki's gonna have a tough fight ahead of him, that's for sure. Kelvin Gaslam came in fat. After I watched him in the weigh-ins, he looked fat. And then when I saw UFC Countdown, I saw that King's MMA, it's right outside of a donut shop. So now I know why Kelvin Gaslam <laughs> has been missing weight left and right because he's getting donuts after he's working out, man. I don't know what kind of gym opens up their gym next to a donut shop for UFC and MMA fighters. That's so, so dangerous, especially for Mexicans like cream? Kelvin Gaslam. You know, you, Macy is my lock of the night, Gabe. <laughs> So, listen, the thing with Gastelum, he's been around a while, tough guy. Uh, Joey Odessa joined us earlier, had a good point. He's a little too small for the division that he's in right now. And, you know, the thing is, he's been in, you know, this is a big step up in class, right? He's been in, you know, much, he's faced much tougher competition than Heinish is, has over the years, but... Yeah, how the hell do you trust Gastel in laying this price, man? The guy's two and four in his last six fights. I don't trust him, Gabe. I don't trust him. And, you know, I would trust him more if he came into this fight looking like a brand new fighter. But he doesn't, he looks fat. I'm, I'm just being, I'm being, I'm being blunt. He looks overweight today in the way. He looks very Live underdog in Heinrich. Like I said, Gastelum, hey, Drew Martin's next. Gastelum's underachieved. Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge, or don't. And wish you had. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. There's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memories, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi. We're throwing it down with one of our favorite uh, guests stepping up and in from Las Vegas, Nevada. Drew Martin, BetSportsMemo.com in the house. Always a pleasure, Drew. How you doing tonight? Gabe Morenzi, one of my favorite people in the industry. I'm uh, happy to be on with you, buddy. Uh, you know, the week after the Super Bowl, kind of depressing at times. But uh, overall, we got college basketball ramping up. We're not too far away from March Madness. So uh, happy to talk with you. Happy Friday. That's right. We're going through some football withdrawals, uh, but there there are there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, pitchers and catchers are set to report uh, next week, and we are just uh, basically one month away right now from Selection Sunday. And of course, we all got punched in the mouth last uh, year, and the carpet got pulled from underneath us right before the tournament. And of course, the pandemic hit, and everything got shut down. But and I talked about this earlier on the program, but if you're just joining us uh, right now, they've shaken things up in a big way uh, this year for March Madness. And when I say that, 
there are no games on Thursday. <laughs> that is, let me let me repeat myself. You know, like how it's Thursday and Friday all day long. No, it's Thursday, Friday, um, and on Thursday, the Thursday Friday uh, party is now a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday uh, party, and. I, I don't even, like, dude, I, I don't understand this. It is what it is. I'm just glad there's going to be a tournament this year, Drew. But one of my favorite days of the year used to be pre, uh, pre-pandemic was going to Vegas or going to the sports book uh, in New Jersey, Atlantic City, and or at FanDuel, and just getting blasted for four straight days, right? I mean, the Thursday, Friday was the funnest, the funnest time. It really was, Gabe. I mean, you bring up the Vegas times. Those are always fun. I can remember back to my investment banking days, Gabe. And that Thursday and Friday, I worked like, what, four or five straight years there. And my manager, he used to know right away because I would go to work on Thursday and I would leave a little bit early. And sure enough, I would call in sick every Friday that I worked at J.P. Morgan. And it, it was just one of those things. You know, it's it's my two favorite days of the year. It really is. I'm more of a football guy. I love basketball. But but those two days are my favorite days of the year, Gabe. So the thing is, fine. I don't have a problem. All right, Friday, Saturday, it's it's, it's all cool, uh, whatever, it's good. But then you get into Sunday and then Monday. I don't know, so Monday. And this year is different because of the pandemic. But the first thing I thought of was Vegas. Like, honestly, because, you know, it's just like you said, that's an annual tradition for so many people, man. Um, that, you know, guys, it's like, you know what, this is a couple of days a year, no matter what I'm doing in my life, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas, and I'm just going to, you know, sit around sports books and bet on college basketball. And people love it. And I was thinking, like, I remember in the old days, like, it used to be like, man, all right, we'll roll into Vegas on Wednesday night, right, because the games are Thursday morning. You've got to be there. Think about, like, the, the, the casinos and the hotels right now. Now people don't have to get there on Wednesday. They don't have to get there on Thursday. It becomes a weekend thing. But then who can stay on Monday? Like, actually, like, I don't think anybody thought of the sports books and the casinos and the hotels. But I know this year is different, too, because of the pandemic. But if they keep it this way in future years, it really screws over everything. Like, it screws over people's parties because people have to go back home on Sunday. So what? They get Friday, Saturday. And then it's Sunday, and then they have to go back home, and then they have to be at work on Monday when these games are going on. It's a stupid idea, bro. Let's just call it out for what it is. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm having a tough time just kind of like in comparison reasons, Gabe, because pretty much for my whole life, at least my adult life, it's been Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like you're talking about. And it's almost like the excitement at the end of the week type deal. I would choose for it to be that way. But then again, I, I don't really have anything to compare it against. You know, now that it's starting on Friday and I believe it starts at, at noon and then on Saturday, it's at one, something like that nature. I, it could be fun. But if you made me choose for it, I, I, I don't want to wait any longer i want it to start on thursday yeah you know hey listen it is it is what it is and uh, we've just got to hope that teams are able to stay healthy uh once the tournament uh, begins uh otherwise you know they're going to get uh, it's going to be like the uh, the basketball tournament um that was on espn when they played for the million dollars there was a team like basically that was the rules they were in a bubble but if one player on your team got covid you were you you forfeit and you're out of the tournament. Really? And yeah, yeah. It was a cold world in that basketball tournament. Great stuff. That tournament it was a lot, lot, a lot of fun. Uh, that uh, tournament. I know they're going to be doing it again uh, this year. So 
let's let's get into this a little bit, uh, Drew, because I know nobody follows college basketball and you love college sports as as much as you do. So I want to kick the tires on who you thought were some of the teams, because now's the time if we're going to start pulling the trigger on some futures. You better do it now because as the conference tournaments approach and March Madness uh, gets more talked about, the numbers are going to come down. So I sort of want to beat the rush uh, right now. So let's start off at the top right now, Gonzaga. Mark Few hasn't gotten it done before. They're 17-0. and And for people that are wondering, oh, but they don't play anybody, they don't play anybody. They've actually played a lot of good teams this year and beaten them down, Drew. Are you buying in? that this is Gonzaga's year because they're the overwhelming favorite at plus 280 right now. Um, You know what? I, I You can't argue that, that you know, they're a great team, Gabe. 19-0, and 0, uh, up and down the court, top five in terms of offensive and defensive efficiency. They're knocked on their free throws. They, they, you know, shoot lights out. They're good on the defensive end. They turn their opponents over. They check all the boxes. Now, you can make an argument in terms of, you know, the schedule, but it's really not that bad. I mean, they, they beat Iowa. They beat Kansas. They beat UVA. They beat BYU. Uh, even St. Mary's isn't bad. So it, they've played the teams. Yes, I, I I think Gonzaga, you know, is up there, and that's not really saying anything. Would I pick them? Would I bet on them to win the national championship game at this price? What is it? You know, they're under plus 300 right now. And going into a tournament with 68 teams, no, I probably wouldn't. I, I would say, you know, I, I would hold on to that 100 bucks instead of trying to make 275 by betting on Gonzaga. I would look elsewhere for your futures ticket. Yeah, at plus, uh, at, uh, plus, uh, plus, uh, plus 280. I don't really know if it's, it's it's enough of value, and I said 17 and 0, 19 and 0, Baylor 17 uh, and 0, and you know such a strange season actually. You know, you look at Michigan, you look at Baylor, you look at these teams, uh, Villanova, another team that's been in a COVID uh, pause. Um, you know, in the big picture, it actually might help these teams, as crazy as it sounds, uh, Drew. In that it's not the same grind. I mean, a lot of people are, well, how are Baylor going to respond? How are Michigan going to respond? It's like, yeah, well, that's and also like another two weeks or so that they weren't getting beat up in the Big Ten. That actually could help them in the big picture. That could help a Baylor in a big picture. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's an interesting argument, Gabe, and I, I think you can make a, a legitimate argument for that. I mean, Baylor, what, 17-0, and 0, you know, beating everybody down on their schedule. Another team that goes up and down the court, top five in offensive and defensive efficiency. Gabe, if you made me pick a team that I think's going to win the national championship, it would be Baylor. I think that they're going to win it. However, you know, another case of what are they? Plus 330. That means, you know, you got to risk $100 to win 330 in a tournament of 68. I'm just not interested. That's not enough of a, you know, uh, of a get me to do it type bet. So in terms of betting futures, I wouldn't bet them. But if you made me pick a team that's going to win the national championship, it would be Scott Drew's crew. Yeah, they you know what? They're top five guys, offense and defense. That's the thing. They're physical defensively. They're they're super tough, yet they can also score. We've seen, you know, that's the thing with that's the thing with Baylor, right? There's a lot of teams, college basketball teams, that sort of have a strength, right? Gonzaga's strength is their offense. They're you know they're deep. Everybody scores double digits. Their strength is their offense. Baylor, though, like if their offensive game, if their shots aren't falling. 
they can still win a game and hang their hat on their defense, right, Drew? I mean, that's the sure. thing with a team like Baylor. It's like, yeah, our three-point shots aren't falling, but we can still stop the other team from scoring. Yeah, that, that's a great point, uh, Gabe. And you bring up their three-point shots aren't shooting, aren't, aren't falling. I mean, they're the number one team in terms of three-point percentage in the whole country. That's a heck of a stat right there. Their effective field goal percentage, top five as well. And talking about top five in offensive and defensive efficiency, one stat I wanted to throw out here, because it's, it's something, if you're going to bet futures, you kind of want to check this box. 17 of the last 18 national champions have been both top 40 in offensive and defensive efficiency. That means both sides of it. You're top 40 in the country. That's 17 out of 18 years. So you want to make sure your team is just not one-sided, you know, scoring 85, 90 a night, but you don't play any defense. And on the other side of that, stopping a lot of people, but you're not able to score, you know, with NBA-type scores. Baylor's checking both of those boxes, top five in offensive and defensive efficiency. Drew Martin Betts kicking with a sports memo.com in the house. So FanDuel's got Gonzaga uh, plus 280, uh, Baylor plus a 320, and then my Michigan Wolverines plus 900. So we talked about the, the COVID pause that the University of Michigan uh, underwent, but Jawan Howard's done a great job uh, with this program, and I expected him to do a great uh, job. It's interesting. All, you know, so they didn't. They weren't in the tournament last year. There was no tournament. So, Jawan Howard, this is his second season as a head coach with Michigan. Only one, only one coach has ever won the NCAA tournament in his first appearance, and that was Kevin Ollie. But I tell you what, if there's someone that can pull it off, it could be Jawan Howard. And I, I, I look forward to seeing how Michigan play. In, in the tournaments, because I'll tell you what, under John Beeline, you know this, Drew, Michigan were tournament kings, bro. Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament, Michigan have always just been a good tournament team. Yeah, they, you're right. They have. And I love that stat, Gabe. Way to pull that one out in terms of uh, head coaches to, to win the national oh, you like championship. That, huh? Kevin Ollie. Yeah. 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 Right, hold on, Drew. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to take a quick break. We'll take a quick break more with uh, Drew Martin on the other side. Bring it. To be honest, we should come with a warning label. Caution. 24-hour sports talk. May cause mild addiction. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's not your wife. It's not your kids. It's not your neighbor. And it sure isn't your boss. Only we understand you. We are your friends. You're listening to The Winning Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gabriel Brenzi. We're kicking it with Drew Martin. BatSportsMemo.com. Wager Talk TV in the house. So, uh, Drew, we were just talking about Kevin Ollie, Jawan Howard, and, uh, and the Michigan uh, Wolverines. 
And, you know, we talked about Michigan historically have always just been a good tournament team, Drew. And listen, I'm a, I'm a lifelong Michigan fan. And I can tell you, like going back to 1989 when they won uh, the national championship, they didn't have a great season. And in fact, their coach left for Arizona State uh, as the tournament started. Now it's, um, um, you know, that was uh, Steve Fisher, right? The beginning of uh, Steve Fisher, Bill Frieder left for Arizona State. And then Michigan went on and won, won the tournament. We know we saw under Steve Fisher uh, success, John Beeline, tonic success, and the Big Ten tournament, too. Remember, guys, Michigan's plane, like, slid off the runway. They nearly died, and then they won the Big Ten tournament three days later. <laughs> They've always done well in these tournaments. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, really excited to see how Michigan plays. They've got a fun basketball team. Yeah, they do. I mean, talented on both sides uh, in terms of offensive and defense. Uh, top 10 in, in terms of offensive and defensive efficiency. So they're checking both of those boxes. They knock down their free throws. You know, it, it, and they play really good kind of on-the-ball defense. Teams don't shoot very well against them. And when you look at where, you know, Michigan has struggled, you kind of got to, you know, pick your spots at where this has happened. But I guess the Minnesota game, you know, on the road, they didn't really play well at all in a 71-possession game. They lost by nearly 20 points. It was a game I actually didn't see with my own eyes, uh, Gabe, but that would be, you know, how did Minnesota go about beating them would be something I would look into in terms of, uh, you, you know, betting a future ticket on Michigan. I guess they're third now in terms of uh, most favored teams. So they're still not to the area where I would start to look to kind of fire away on a future to win the college basketball national championship. But I could definitely see the Wolverines kind of hoisting up the trophy there. The thing with Michigan is they're extremely well coached, right? Howard, of course, is a college basketball legend from the Fab Five. Um, longtime NBA assistant coach. You know, he was with the Miami Heat. So imagine being around Eric Spolstra and, and just soaking all that stuff in. He's got a great staff of college basketball, years of experience. And what I like about Michigan is they're kind of deep, right? A lot of college basketball teams sort of rely on one or two guys you look at Michigan, you know, Wagner's a great player. Uh, Dixon uh, has it having a great year. Isaiah Livers is supposed to be the star. Um, so, you know, they're very well balanced, and I like the job. I didn't have any problems uh, with the kid coming in, uh, Smith coming in from the Ivy League. I thought he would do uh, well. I respect uh, Ivy League uh, basketball, but you're right. Is there? Well, you know, they're good, right? They're good, but Drew says not enough value still. Nine to one, not enough value. So let's move on. We have Villanova, another great coach, great program, another program that's had a sort of a strange year with, with COVID. They've had a lot of like delays and postponements, but that could mean that they're well rested uh, going into the tournament. Nine to one with Nova. Are you buying into Nova or not enough uh, odds for you here? Well, Gabe, this is where it starts to get interesting because when you look at, you know, Gonzaga and Baylor, you know what, pretty much let's just round it off for, for, for argument's sake, three to one odds. And now you can find Villanova out there, Gabe, at 10 to one. So is is Villanova what, yeah. three times less likely than Baylor and Gonzaga? In my in my opinion, no. So I think that if you're asking me to pick a team to win the national championship and then factor in the odds that you get back, 
I think at least towards the top of the the, the, the kind of selections here, Gabe, it's Villanova at 10 to 1, which is available out there in the marketplace. couple reasons why. Number five in offensive efficiency. Number three in terms of offensive turnover percentage. They hold on to the ball. They don't turn it over. And three-point land, how do they shoot the three-point shot? Number 15 in the country, almost 80% from free throw range. So in a close game, which you know they're going to have a couple, having to win six straight in the tournament, you can trust this team from the three-point land. And talk about playing good basketball into February and March. Their last two games, Gabe, they scored 96 points on only 64 possessions against Marquette, and they scored 84 points on only 64 possessions against Georgetown. So they're so efficient, even even though they slow the game down from a pace standpoint, those are kind of the metrics that I look for. A good defensive slow team that's very efficient on the offensive side and knocks down their free throws at 10 to 1 odds. My best bet in terms of a future here is Villanova. Drew Martin, that's kick at what I said. Guys, you know, you look at Baylor. Baylor haven't had success in the tournament. You look at Gonzaga. Gonzaga have had some success, but they've fallen short. Uh, Michigan and Jawan Howard is an unknown entity, but Jay Wright is not. And there's a reason, guys, why it's the same teams all the time in the Elite Eight and the Final Four, right? People always think, oh, this team's due and that team's due. It's like, no, when it comes down to it, the pedigree and those those winning ways, uh, those winning ways uh, take over. And Villanova just has that. And you're right. I mean, Villanova... At nine to one, every bit as dangerous as Baylor is at plus three twenty. Except Baylor's more the it team as far as the media is concerned uh, right now. All right, Illinois. I like this Illinois team, but not enough value for me at fourteen to one. Like, is Illinois really going to run the table and and win six games? And then you've got Iowa uh, right after them coming out of the Big Ten. They're at sixteen to one. They're good, but they don't play defense enough. So Illinois and Iowa, I'm discounting. Are you buying into either one of these teams? Um, Iowa, I would cross off for you, Gabe. Now watch them win the national championship, and I look like an idiot. But just going back to the stat of top 40, both offensive and defensive, obviously they can they can score with anybody. But defensive metrics outside of the top 100 in terms of defensive efficiency. So I wouldn't bet on Iowa. Illinois does check both of the boxes. Um, in terms of you know games that they lost, dropping them to Ohio State, Maryland, Rutgers, Missouri, Baylor. That's kind of racking up a lot of losses. And in terms of winning close games, they sometimes. You know, at points in the season, really haven't done that. They're just kind of beating the teams they should. So I, I, I don't know. I, I doubt I would get there with the fighting Illini either. They do have a lot of big dudes on their team, though. <laughs> they're like they are big. And I tell you what, like they're uh, they're top ten offense and they're they're top fifteen defense right now. So you were talking about the ingredients, and I tell you what, Mark Lawrence, one of the best in the business, guys. Playbook.com. Mark has the ingredients, bro. I know them, like, you know, I can rattle them off. We'll get into it as the tournament comes. But it's basically, uh, you have to have an All-American. You you have to have a coach that's been in the Elite Eight or the Final Four. You have to have, there's, like, basically, like, six check marks. It's, like, 22 and two, with the exception of UConn every couple of years. <laughs> that yeah. bro, that, and basically, you know, there'll be, like, six, seven teams, and that'll be your national champion. I look forward to it, and I tell you, Illinois do check a lot of those boxes. I get it. So let's let's get into a team here right now whose value is pretty good, man. I don't know if they're going to win, but how about Alabama? 
How about Alabama? I'm sorry, Drew, as an Auburn guy, but can you imagine if Alabama won football and basketball in the same year? Um, I mean, as a fan, I would I would hate to see that. You'd want to throw I mean, up. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just it's tough to see what's going on there in Tuscaloosa. Uh, but you got to tip your cap. You know what Nick Saban's been able to do on the uh, gridiron is is no. It's just very impressive. And on the basketball side, Nate Oates coming in, getting a lot of talent there in Tuscaloosa. And, you know, they're playing good basketball. But I would say this, Gabe, you know, the SEC has gotten a lot better in basketball, no doubt about it. But this season is not one of their best seasons. I thought we saw a little bit of that, Gabe, and the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Yes, they did do very well, but the top teams, you know, most notably Alabama, dropping one to, to Oklahoma. They also lost to Clemson and Stanford, not to mention Western Kentucky, all out-of-conference games. So when you get them outside of the SEC, they haven't looked as good. I mean, in terms of, you know, a fan, obviously I'm not rooting for him. Keep in mind, I am an Auburn graduate here. But no, I would not bet on Alabama, Gabe. I tell you what, Drew, now we're getting into a couple of teams that I think are worth a look if we're talking about value. So not Texas at 17 to 1. Um, the Houston Cougars are a good yeah. basketball team. Yeah. Houston, they can play with anybody, right? Drew? Listen, I know as a Michigan fan, we've got a scare of our life in the tournament. I was actually in Vegas. Uh, for that, speaking of March Madness memories, so you say yes. The Houston Cougars at nineteen to one, guys, they can go on a deep run. Ohio State twenty to one. You know, I don't know about Virginia, but they are ten and one their last eleven games. Uh, you know, and I tell you, West Virginia to me, this is a good West Virginia team. I'm impressed by teams that can win on the road, and we've seen West Virginia win on the road. And there's just, I don't know if they, you know, if they're going to win the title, but. West Virginia is definitely somebody that I'll be keeping my eye on as far as futures and regional bets, etc. But what do you think of this neighborhood here? The Houston's at 19, Ohio State 20, Virginia 20. I don't buy Tennessee at 22. I don't buy Florida State 23, Texas Tech, no. West Virginia intriguing. But what do you think of that neighborhood? Houston, Ohio State, the 20 to 1 range, these guys. Yeah, this, this is where you want to be in terms of futures betting. You know why I, I don't get, you know, betting what 100 to win 300. That just doesn't do it with a 68 team tournament for me anyway. I'd rather just kind of bet the team during during the season, you know, Gonzaga and lay the points, Baylor and lay the points. But the Houston's, the West Virginia's, those are the two teams that you kind of caught my ear with here, Gabe, in, in this section of futures bets. I mean, Houston, 17 and two on the season. They did drop the games to Tulsa in East Carolina, but you could almost write those off is just, you know, it's a long season and you're going to drop some games along the way. They check the boxes in terms of top 15 offensive and defensive efficiency. And what I love is the slow place team, the so, slow paced teams, excuse me, like Villanova, yeah. Houston is slow paced in the 300s and they play really good defense, actually number one in the country in terms of effective field goal percentage defense and they're number one in offensive rebounding percentage. So they're getting second chance points there. They're, they're a tough team to defend. I like the Houston Cougars if you want to take a shot. And West Virginia, Gabe, I, I've been on West Virginia, the Mountaineers here, and the last three games, they've been covering spreads. They've been playing yeah. good basketball, not only a futures bet. I'd look to bet on West Virginia, you know, come Saturday against Oklahoma. Yeah, I tell you what, West Virginia, I was on them the other night against Texas Tech, plus the points and the Me over uh, yeah. as well. So you mentioned, and speaking of Texas Tech, Houston are sort of like the Texas Tech team, guys, of a couple of years ago. 
in the sense that it's vicious. You can't score on them. As you just mentioned, Drew, opponents are shooting 26% from three against the Houston Cougars. They don't give you an open look. Yeah. Right? They, they just yeah. don't. And they've got great guard play. Grimes, great name, Quinton Grimes. <laughs> like, And he, he plays like that. Like These guys are um, they're a load to deal with, uh, the Houston Cougars, and pretty good odds, actually. You know, I mean, they're not like one of these blue blood programs, uh, but they also have tournament experience. They played well uh, in a tournament in the, in the past. So, Drew, we've only got about a minute uh, to get out of here. You mentioned Oklahoma. Oklahoma's having a nice season, but they're not going to win. The only team out west, so in about 30 seconds, USC Trojans, 40 to 1. Can you buy into that? Nah, I don't know. I think you can waste your money. Uh, good, good bar <laughs> night drinking. I, I don't see. I don't see him uh, winning it all, Gabe. True. Martin says, get a lap dance instead. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let that let that hundred bucks go uh, to a little entertainment rather than uh, wasted on the USC Trojans in the Pac-12. But Gabe, no, I love talking uh, college basketball with you, man. I could do it all day long. Thanks for having me, bro. It's always a pleasure. We'll say this on the way. We'll talk about. We'll have a lot of time talking about the tournament coming up, but. It's funny. People are always looking for the Cinderella, the Cinderella. Guys, no one lower than a three seed is one in like the last like 40 years or something stupid like that. So uh, we'll, we'll get into the exact numbers. Cinderellas don't win. All right. They get kicked out of the ball. True Martin bets with us. Sports Rings Late Night continues. Bring it. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sports Grid is available on the radio, internet, TV, satellite, and don't forget our mobile app. So if you're not getting it... You're just not trying. Keep it right here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Dreaming of morning, level three. The free show. Concludes. Great stuff of the saving. Thanks to Drew Martin for stepping up. And then Tony Finn, Steve Merrill. Uh, we'll be back Sunday night at uh, midnight to break it all down and recap uh, the weekend. Who knows? Remember they said, oh, it's imminent, it's imminent. Carson Wentz is getting traded. Uh, well, that isn't imminent, but um, J.J. Watt has been released uh, by the Houston Texans. And we say release. He's sort of been set free, so to speak. And I'm sure Deshaun Watson's real happy about that. So follow me on Twitter, at SportsRage, over the weekend. I'll be posting picks and checking in. Uh, a couple of picks, and I'll ask you, Matthias. So if you got one UFC pick tomorrow, what's your biggest uh, bet of the night tomorrow? What's your what, what are you laying it all down on tomorrow? Macy Barber, uh, the pressure up against the fence that she's going to put on Grasso is for real. She's a heavy puncher. She's not afraid to get in there and brawl. And Grasso never takes the pressure well. She's an excellent boxer. She'll like to keep the distance. But just a bad matchup for her. I, I really like Barber going into this fight. 
All right, we're going to step up all this college basketball talk. I'll be posting my UFC picks. I'll be posting my UFC picks on, on Twitter uh, tomorrow. But all this college basketball talk, I'm fired up for these early morning games uh, right now. And I'm going to take Xavier. I'm going to take Xavier here to beat UConn. UConn is fading. These teams are going in different directions. It's up to you. Whenever it's like two and a half, three points, what do you want? You, you know, do you like to lay to three or do you want to do it a money line? It's always like uh, chef's choice, uh, so to speak. So it's up to you. But I think Xavier get it done against uh, UConn. Xavier nine and one on their home court. Man, the Drake. Everybody loves the Drake. 19 and one on the season. I mean, these guys lose one game. They don't cover a couple of games and everybody gives up on them. Ooh, Sister Jean, Loyola, Chicago coming in, laying four and a half points. Give me the Drake and give me the over in that basketball game. Love West Virginia. Love what the Mountaineers are doing uh, this year. Dangerous team. Oklahoma are damn good, but it's a revenge spot. Mountaineers get it done. I see it's come down to two and a half right now. Money line is in order. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 